0: Muy buenos días, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome on into today's Phillies Game Recap. I had every intention last night of bringing you guys Giants versus Phillies Game Recap. And of course, in the most Phillies way possible, a game that started at 6.45. And I'll tell you, this was an absolute doll crap of a game. We had we we're 3-3 heading into extras. We got two extra innings. We were done in 11 innings, and this is be done Four hours and 50 minutes into our night, and the Phillies still cannot get the job done at 7-4 loss to the San Francisco Giants. Another one in extras, obviously, we lost on Memorial Day in extras. And this Phillies team now has lost five straight games in a row. This is the first time they've lost five straight since 2020. Things are not getting better. We are still seeing the same mistakes. We are still seeing the bats not step up either starting pitching is still definitely a question mark as well as it, we have yet more questions for ranger swadis after a, another any another outing where he just does not look the sharpest all right and he's just going throwing way too many pitches as well so when is enough enough we got baseball writers out here telling us not to panic because joe girardi should not be fired that there are other issues with the philadelphia Phillies. now i all i do agree with that i'm going to dive deep into that later on today but Joe Girardi has some mistakes. Joe Girardi had many mistakes throughout this this, this this entire month, this entire month of May. Ladies and gentlemen, our Phillies are 10-18, and 12-and-a-half 12, 12 games back first place in the NL East with a top-five payroll in baseball. And you guys know me, I don't like looking at money like that. But when we look at the product and we look at the money that's being spent on this baseball team, you, one has to give. Something has to give with this baseball team. And the worst part about it is you're doing this against Gabe Kapler, the guy you fired for Joe Girardi. And Gabe Kapler not only just came off of NL Manager of the Year, but he, ever since he's taken over the Giants and has played against the Phillies, has had the upper hand against our baseball team. He had some wacky decisions here today, or on, on Tuesday night. I'm sorry, I have to remind myself that it is Wednesday morning. He had some wacky decisions on on Tuesday night that were definitely analytically driven and actually worked. Why didn't those things work here in Philadelphia? Keep that in mind, ladies and gentlemen. We're gonna dive deep into this game, man. But oh man, it, it's definitely tough. And 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 Joe's Joe's woke up this morning with that with that butt of his. Red. It's red. It's beyond red. Now it's starting to get a little crispy there, ladies and gentlemen. So we'll get into all that, guys. We'll get to this game. We'll get to your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns. I want to welcome everyone. Checking on into Phillies game recap. Thank you. I you know it's been a minute. Uh, we haven't had a Phillies game recap since that Wednesday night loss to the Atlanta Braves. It's been a couple day hiatus. <laughs> Of course, we had Owey and Philly Sports yesterday, which I appreciate you guys checking out yesterday as well. But I want to say hello to Facebook. We got YouTube, Twitter, and of course, we got TikTok in the building. And if any of you guys were checking out that Phillies game last night, I want to hear your thoughts. We have both comment sections open. We got, you, we got YouTube and we have TikTok's comment sections open. Of course, we do. I know it's a little bit early here, but if anyone is up and willing, you're more than welcome to come on in the show and give us your thoughts on what you saw last night. Um, because I'm sure a lot of people had their fair share of thoughts. And I'm at the point now with this team that I can't get, I, I can't be freaking out anymore. Like what we saw against the Padres that one Monday night. I, I can't just freak out like that anymore because this is, this is too much I, at some point. Like you want to get and I feel numb at this point of watching the Philadelphia Phillies. So I want to hear what you guys have to say. You guys are more than welcome come on in backstage is open. You come and chill out and we'll get you guys in here in just a second. And of course, I want to give a big shout out and a thank you to our sponsor for today. Thank you to La Terrain Watches for sponsoring today's Phillies Game Recap. If you guys are in the market for a brand new watch, consider checking out La Terrain. We're talking high-quality watches at a bargain price. And when you guys head over to that checkout page, make sure you guys are using promo code Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a La Terrain watch. Big thank you and a big shout-out to La Terrain Watches. All right, guys. Already <clears throat> talk about this shit show? Let's get to it, guys. So this game starts off... Obviously, Ranger Suarez has had some shaky starts in his past couple starts with the Phils, And this one, no, it it doesn't shy away from that either. We start off with two uh, hits right off the bat off of Ranger Suarez. Teatro Estrada and Wilmer Flores, which I completely can't believe that Wilmer is still playing baseball, which is really remarkable. Who Who remembers Flores from his time with the Mets? But regardless. You get a single from Estrada. You get a double from Flores. So now you got men on uh, first and second. I'm sorry, on second and third. And now you got um, Kirk Casali gets uh, gets a fly out. So now you got a one out. You get Evan Gore walks, and now you got bases loaded for Ranger Suarez. That's how you start off the game. Bases loaded for Ranger, and luckily he finds a way to get out of it with two st- uh, two straight strikeouts. And we did a great job of getting out of that inning uh, for Ranger Suarez. Um, so then we, we move all the way now to the bottom of the fourth inning where the Phillies are creeping and are looking to add on some uh, add on the uh, their, get their first points here their first run in here. So Gene Segura gets a single followed by a Bryce Harper double. So now you got men on third and second, kind of similarly to what we just talked about in the top of the four, top of the first inning. Nick Castellano would grind out, grind grind out, would ground out, followed by Reese Hoskins walk. So now you got bases loaded here. Uh, with JT Real Muto up to bat, and so now we got um, we got a situation with bases loaded. The, the, uh, the uh Gabe Kapler goes up on the mound to talk to uh Jerry's Juries, and then of course JT Real Muto would f- get a force out ground uh, ground out, and this is one of the this would be the first controversial moment of the game where. Uh, the umpires thought that Reese Hoskins had uh, was doing uh, was the, was interfering in the double play at second base and with this slide to second base, and so they called both Jay, uh, Reese and JT out in first and second because of uh, Reese Hoskins' illegal slide to second base, and when you saw the review, you could see, see it as clear as day. Number one, Reese Hoskins touched the bag. He first touched the bag. Did he hold on? No, but um, one second baseman got rid of the ball that point the that, that's a that's a that's a fair slide right there ladies and gentlemen so uh it was overturned uh, you saw Joe Girardi getting out of the out of, out of the dugout he was wound up he was fired up and luckily he called the challenge he called the challenge just in time because we all know 10 seconds and after that you cannot challenge no more plays Joe Girardi and so we 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 dodged one there that would all that would bring in uh Gene Segura and so the Phillies would strike first and go up 1 to nothing and that would be the first controversial call of the moment. Now we move to the top of the 5th where you had Gabe Kapler with some very uh Gabe Kapler like decisions and moves that were very analytically driven. So you have yourself a man, man on second and first with with uh blanking here, with Evan Longoria, who is expected to go up to bat. Now, we had two substitutions on this moment. Joe Joy decided to take out Ranger Suarez, who went four in the third innings pitched, and he decided to put in Nick Nelson. And in turn, you saw Gabe Kapler put in uh, Tommy Lastella in for Evan Longoria left uh, for, for this inning. And Lestella would find a way to walk. So now you got bases loaded, and Luis Gonzalez would hit a double that would bring in Kurt Casella and and um uh Teatro Estrada, and now the Giants are up two to one, but that wasn't just it. After that, Gabe Kapper decides to put in Mike Yastrzemski in for Stuart Fairchild, and Yastrzemski gets a sacrifice fly to bring in Tommy Lestella. and now the Giants are up three to one. Off of some, I, I I don't like I don't know whether or not to call it smart substitutions, but it worked, and I just feel like if he if Gabe was the manager still of the Phillies and he would have done substitutions like that, I feel like that wouldn't have worked whatsoever, but it worked in his favor. Um, Nick Nelson put in a tough spot, we'll get to that in a second, but um <clears throat> These Joe decisions are are definitely always always head scratching. At the top of the sixth, you see that we got the Phillies to add on some runs after that and find a way to tie up the game. After a JT Romito sharp line drive uh, to left field that would bring in Nick Castellanos and advance Reese Hoskins into second base. Now it's three to two. And then two batters later, you have Odubel Herrera would ground into a double play, but that would bring in Reese Hoskins, and now you are tied up here. Uh, in the bottom of the sixth inning, three to three, and you got herself a ball game. In the next three innings, you nothing. You had no more runs being scored by either teams. Now, obviously, in the bottom of the ninth, and this is the story of the game: running runners and scoring positions on both sides were not efficiently brought in. Um, in the ninth inning for the Phillies, you had um, Brian Bryson Style who came in with the with the Gene Segura injury. Um, Gene suffered an injury in the seventh inning. Uh. It doesn't look good right now. We'll get to it in a second, but Bryson Stott came in, in in a in a substitution situation. Did a solid job in the ninth inning with two outs. After Camargo popped out and Schwarber struck out, Bryson Stott in a big moment hits a double to left field, and uh, that would that would get him to second. Followed by Bryce for intentional walk, and then uh, Nick Castellanos up with Ben on first and second. Just get yourself a hit at that point. You don't worry about bringing in a run. You just worry about getting the hit. And unfortunately, Nick Castellanos just came up short yet again. And he gets uh, and he gets a ground out, and uh, that would be the end of the game, leaving runners on first and second. Uh, man, that, that I can't wait to read that set out. It's freaking ridiculous. All right, so now we hit into extra extra innings yet again, and of course, extra innings does not bode well for this Phillies team that is not deep and you kind of see what happened and why that is a big factor. Um, you start this this uh, this 10th inning off. Uh, obviously, Wilmer Flores, it, you always in extra innings, got the man on second. Wilmer Flores was on second in this instance. Jock Peterson hits a ground ball that gets past first base. It was still on the first base line. Reese Haas did a great job of stopping that ball so that it wouldn't go into the outfield. And in turn, you have Jerry's Familia. Who I don't know for what reason decides to lag and is delaying get into first base. Reese Hoskins throws a delayed Jerry's familiar the ball to get to first base while Peterson is racing familiar first base. And what does what familiar to do? He literally drops the goddamn ball as he's going into first base. I, I kid you not, guys. I kid you not. Um, and that would bring in that would keep Jock Peterson safe. And of course, that would score. In turn, that would score in Wilmer Flores. And now you're down four to three in extras. And it just constantly feels like the Phillies are constantly playing catch up to whoever opponent they are playing against. And Jerry's Familia, who, by the way, pitched for his third straight game, which we'll also get to uh, as well. But that's 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 what we had to work with. Luckily, we were able to get out of that inning, but we had to see ourselves six batters in that inning. Um, And so we move into the bottom of the bottom of the 10th uh, inning so Joe Girardi decided to make a big move to start off this the bottom of the 10th he decided to go with Roman Quinn who uh replaced Nick Castellanos at second as that pinch runner and that's definitely something we'll have to talk about uh, as well as one of the decisions of Joe Girardi but Roman Quinn's now at second uh with the guy leading off uh and then you have uh Alec Bohm with with two outs it's a ground ball to right this smackdown center field the ball takes a weird bump jump over uh over second base uh, as it just deflects off of second base goes over the head of Mike Yastrzemski, and that would bring in Roman Quinn easily and the game would be tied up there 4 to 4 and of course uh Odubel would ground out right after that right cuz why why not why wouldn't he so we move into the bottom of the 11th inning here ladies and gentlemen uh, Donovan Walton deleted off would hit a double that would bring in Joey Bart, who was sitting at second base to start off this inning, and the the the, the Giants would go up five to four at that moment. And by the way, we had ourselves uh Bilotti, um who would start off this inning. Uh, Andrew Belotti would start off this inning in the in the bottom of the eleventh inning. So now you got yourselves uh Jock Peterson and Donovan all up the up to bat with Donovan Walton at second base. What does Jock Peterson do? Hits a home run. He smacks this bad boy to the life brand sign in right field, and that would be a two-run home run to make this game 7-4. to four. And at that point, realistically, I mean, who really thought that the Phillies could bounce back and at least tie this game up? Because I certainly did not think that that would happen. We move into the bottom of the 11th inning. You got a man on uh, second and third with Roman Quinn up to bat. Oh man, I don't know why I'm surprised. Roman Quinn struck struck out, and that was the end of the game. And in a in a, moment, in a situation where you had to, you you had a man on second and third, the game is on the line, and Roman Quinn is the guy who's going to be the deciding factor of this game. I mean, at that point, just turn off your TV, right? I I personally did it. I had some type of hope, maybe. Roman could find a way to get the walk, you know, it, but no, it, it just it just was not going to happen. And the Phillies yet again do not know how to win in a one run or less situation, extra inning situation as well. I would have to look at. I think we had one win in extras, but extras do not bode well for us. Um, and the Phillies now, like I mentioned, I've lost five straight. Are twenty one and twenty nine and the, uh, for their overall record and third place in the NL East. And this thing, ladies and gentlemen, is getting bad. This is spiraling out of control. It is still not at the point of the Flyers, but this is not boding well for our season, for our team going forward. They consistently are making incremental mistakes. They have no confidence. Now, we do have to start off with Joe Girardi and his decisions, like I mentioned. There was a couple of them that I highlighted throughout going over the game but there are some that we just need to flat-out talk about. Um, I want to start off with Ranger Suarez. Now, Ranger Suarez, first off, needs to find a way to get his pitch counts down. I mean, he th- he's averaging like 20 pitches in inning, right? And and today he goes four and in third innings pitched. And today, um, oh, my God. So Ranger Suarez threw 100 pitches here today, ladies and gentlemen for 4 and a 3rd innings pitched. Now, here's my thing. I personally would have allowed Ranger to finish out that fifth inning. Because here's the here's the deal. What does it again, we go back to the to the the the, the thinking of Joe Girardi? Why what does conserving your pitchers for August and September matter when right now you are 21 and 29 and you're sitting in third place in the NL East 12 and a half back? What does it matter? What does it matter if Ranger Suarez goes over the 100-pitch count? I really did not care if he went 120. With the way this bullpen has been working, and look, a bitch in the ass, because you had to go deeper into your bullpen because you went two extra innings, I would have allowed Ranger Suarez to stay out there. Let him finish the fifth. Who knows what happens? But then this is what's going on. By taking Ranger Suarez out, you're putting in a Nick Nelson, and I know that Joe Girardi holds Nick Nelson to high regards, which I personally don't understand, but you're putting him out there to die. He's got two men on board, and you saw he he allowed, he allowed three runs in that instance. Now two of those runs were earned on 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 Ranger Swadis because he was responsible for those batters. But you put your bullpen and, and you can and, and this isn't just Nick Nelson. You continuously do that, and and I'm, I think he did that here again in this game. But you cannot continue to leave your guys hang out to dry like that because what the analytics tell you, because you're conserving guys for August and September when you're literally doll crap right now. I I just personally, I don't understand that logic. Joe Girardi's logic with the bullpen makes absolutely no sense. And it leads to my next point. How many times has he told us that Corey Knable or Sir Anthony Dominguez cannot pitch on a day because they pitched a the day prior, they pitched two days ago, and, and and he wants to play it safe with these guys. But yet you're putting out Jerry's Familia, who we know is bound in these initially in the situation that he brought it to joke. And that's that's what happened. He pitched two straight days and you put him in a third straight day. So why is it that when it comes to guys like Jerry's Familia, you have this rule, but then when it comes to Anthony Dominguez and Corey Knable, you don't want to you don't want to risk anything. Like that, to me, is soft managing, and that is part of the reason why we are 21 and 29 right now. That that to me is just not that is not conducive for winning. Now, the one that everyone was killing um, was Roman Quinn coming in for Nick Castellanos at second base. Now, for me personally. Like, look, we know Roman Quinn has one strong suit, and he's really good at that. He knows how to run bases. He's one of the fastest, if not the fastest player in baseball. And in that situation, I'm like, okay, go ahead. Yeah, sure. Let's put him out there. But in turn, we saw, I know that Roman Quinn, off of a solid, it was a solid uh, single by Alec Boehm, was able to uh, bring the run in. But then we saw what happened in the bottom 11th, with men on second and third, and the game on the line for Roman Quinn, you saw what happened. So that that move helped you, but then in the end, it bit you in the ass. So I I guess I do get that. Now, the whole Jock Peterson, home uh, two-run home run in the top of the 11th with Andrew Bellotti on the mound, would I have intentionally walked Jock Peterson? Look, Jock's having a really good season, but what the heck is my... I was a little little fuzz in my mouth. Ugh. Anyways, as I had, I'm taking fuzzies out of my mouth, um, Jock Peterson has had up ups and downs in his career. He's having a solid season this year. I think he's a 270 hitter right now. But I wouldn't have intentionally walked him because I, I in my back of my mind I was like, what are the chances that Jock Peterson hits a home run right now? That's just my thinking. Now, obviously, I'm not a baseball manager. I I've never managed a dugout. So who the hell am I? But Joe Girardi, you know, he's got he's got some say. I guess that I guess that would be Caleb Cotham's uh decision anyways. But that's that's another one where, you know, that's just Jock Peterson stepping up at a big moment. Jock Peterson was big in that in that first in that in the in the extra innings. Obviously in the top of the 11th, he runs out. Now he was lucky that Jerry's Familia is is a bonehead. And he got lucky on that one. But then, you know, in the bottom of the 11th, hits that two run home run shot. And that was just great. So again, Joe Girardi's decisions are not helping and they are actually hurting us right now. And so it bodes the question, like what, what is Joe Girardi's hot seat like right now? It definitely is getting, it's definitely hot. Now, I don't know what the front office is thinking. If you, if, if you look at the fan base and the media, that, that John is definitely hot. But what is the front office thinking? Are they thinking that, because after we went over it yesterday, so, I mean, I could bring up the schedule again. Obviously, this is a tough season. Um, I mean, the fact that this team has also had to play against the likes of um, New York Mets was like five straight series. You had to play the Los Angeles Dodgers. You had to play the San Francisco Giants. Um, they've had a tough schedule to start off this season. But... After after today, you obviously have a a two game series against the Angels. Then you got the Brewers. And after that, it starts getting easier. So is the mindset of the front office that, hey, we're going to wait to see what happens when Joe has to play off against some or I'm just I should say the Phillies have to play against some weaker opponents. And maybe they can get on a roll and maybe Joe Girardi and and this team will be fine and we don't have to worry about firing. But look. What to me, like what does that say to you? If you can't beat these good teams and you beat those bad teams, that means you're not a good team. So what does that even matter? Now we've talked about it before, and we talked about it yesterday. I think the one thing this team really does lack is swagger. And that's something we haven't we haven't talked about yet. When I watch this team throughout the weekend series against the Mets, and I'm watching the Mets just boating and celebrating. And, and and just acting like they've won a World Series, just taking control of a Phillies team in the, this whole entire year. What I see is a team with swagger. I don't see that from the Phillies. I see a team with the Phils who are little lost dogs in the prairie. That's what it looks like with the Phils. <laughs> but to my point, and. When you don't, and and that to me, it's the fault of a manager. Like the manager's job is not to go out there and pitch. The job of the manager is not to go out there and hit a home run, or to or to pitch or to call a, a game as a catcher. The job of the manager is to manage the game, manage the dugout. And when you see the demeanor of this team from the dugout, you guys cannot tell me that these guys feel confident, feel like they can win on any given day. They could play against Joe Girardi's 2009 Yankees and get absolutely murdered. This team lacks confidence. This team lacks swagger. Like, why, like, does anyone else find it ironic that the Phillies' bullpen started to implode during the Braves series? This bullpen was fine. It wasn't great by any stretch of means. Absolutely not. But it wasn't killing you. It wasn't the reason why you were losing games. But unfortunately now, because the bats have failed to wake up, and you've had some inconsistent starts from a couple of your pitchers in your starting rotation, now you've had to rely on something that this Phillies front office built this team around, not h- hoping that they don't have to rely on the bullpen. The bullpen is not great, and we know that. But relying on the bullpen to win your games, you're 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 fucked. You're royally fucked. And I hate to put in that term, but that's really what it is. And again, you had to rely on your bullpen. In a game where you had to go into extras and extra innings does not help your team. And this pinning lineup needs to realize that. Stop swinging for the fences as well. Just get a run. Bottom of the ninth, Nick Cassianos. You're so worried about getting a big run. Just get a hit. Just just plop that bad boy softly into right right field. That's all you got to do. Or left field. Whatever you prefer. But that it's it's just situational baseball. It's confidence with this team. Now I will say I don't want to kill the bullpen completely. I thought Connor Brogdon, Sir Anthony Dominguez, was absolutely this was just freaking disgusting. Slider after slider after slider, back-to-back strikeouts. That slider's working very well for Sir Anthony. He's got that confidence right now. Now, should he be the closer? Now, for me personally, I I know everyone wants to see that. Look, Sir Anthony Dominguez has by far been the best bullpen piece that we've had thus far this season. But you did pay Corey Canable $10 million to be this, the closer. You did. That's what you brought him in here for. You paid him No. I'm gonna still keep. Own with Corey Knebel, but I also do realize that Corey's past two two outings are unacceptable, and obviously the ninth inning implosion in L.A. Uh, and on that Sunday is definitely something to keep in mind. And obviously the worst loss of the season, nothing's worse this season than blowing a seven uh, a six run lead in the bottom of the uh, ninth inning to the new or top of the ninth inning to the New York Mets, and Corey Knebel was part of that. So, yes, I do understand that, but I am not ready to take Corey Canable out. I want to give Corey a couple more chances because Corey has also been good at moments this season as well. I know Sir Anthony Dominguez is on fire right now, but I'm going to continue going with Corey Canable until we see what happens. Now, we did lose Gene Segura here today, and the severity of his injury, we do not know yet. Um, bottom seventh, he go he's he's checking a swing and the ball just hits his knuckle. And it just looked nasty. And you knew right away. He tried to shake it off, but he knew, nah, this ain't happening. So he goes right into the dugout. I'm sure that bad boy is swollen like a balloon here today. And we'll see We'll see what the word is on that. Joe Jory has no word on it. But he's definitely more than likely going to miss some significant time. And that's a huge blow for a batting lineup that's already cold as it is. So what do we do to replace him? Now, Didier Gregorius has been going through rehab with Lehigh Valley. Uh, his assignment is should be up soon, and I'm sure they're going to speed it up with the fact that they don't have Gene Segura. Um, so you bring up Didi, and I know fans don't want to hear that, but you bring up Didi, you stick him at short shortstop again, and you put Johan Camargo at second base because Johan can play that position. And I think that's what you're going to have to do until that time. Until that time, uh, until Gene can come back. Obviously, last night you saw at the end of the game, you saw Bryson Stott. Um, getting put in at shortstop with G- with Johan Camargo at second base. That's definitely a big blow for this team, and I, I don't know how they how they're gonna maneuver around this lineup. Just, they lose confidence of all. Kyle Schwarber goes over through again. He walks through times, but and he has struck out once. And he go at the end of the game. He says like the most like nonchalant thing that you could possibly say. It is what it is, right? It is what it is, right? Like on some Ben and shit, he says it is what it is. Kyle Schwarber, I don't want to call you a bust because it's it's I know it's 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 too late to say it's too early in the season, but it is it too early to say that Kyle. Schwarber, it's probably too early to say Kyle Schwarber's a bust. But I I don't like that attitude. He's a one eighty five batter right now. This man is the strikeout king. You could put you could put a single-A pitcher out there right now, and I bet you he could strike out Kyle Schwarber. That's how bad it is right now. I don't like that comment. I don't like that comment when you're playing like dog shit, and this team is also playing like dog shit as well. The one thing that we were relying on this season were the bats to take over this team and, and e- escalate this team, hold this team together, and they're not doing that. And Kyle Schwarber is part of that. He's back in the leadoff spot, and he's still not doing anything. I will say that double by Bryson Stott was so so clutch. And I don't know what to think about Bryson Stott. Like, I don't want to give up on a young prospect again, but he, he, there are times where it just looks like the majors are just too much for him. you got these pitchers with, you know, four different types of pitches that they can throw, and he's struggling with that. But you know, that was a big, big at bat in the uh in in the ninth inning to start it off, to lead it off. That was great. That was absolutely great. Bryce Harper with that big double to start it off. In the uh, in the in the in the fourth inning, that would in turn uh, get that run for Reese Hoskins to uh, for I'm sorry for J T Romito to bring in Gene Segura, and Harper on that double, great job of making Ramos stretch out for that. Let's get it, let's get it. That was a great one. That was an absolutely great moment. Um, Hoskins goes two for four here today. Uh, He did strike out twice as well. J T Romito one for four here today. Mickey Moniak, and that's another one. Mickey Moniak gets substituted for Odubo Herrera. Um, I didn't like that move. Again, like, Mickey Moniak is playing in his third straight start. Or, I'm sorry, second straight start. Like, just let him go out there and take those at-bats. Just let him do it. Like, I, I know Odubo Herrera's got a 767 OPS, and he's now back to his average 260. But I know what double is. I don't know what Mickey Moniak is. I need to. Th- I need to reassure myself that the spring training Mickey Moniak is still there. If not, then fine. Whatever. Put Odubel until you can find a short center fielder. But just give him those runs. Just give him that run, man. Johan Camargo went one for five here So there, there's you. There you go, guys. We got, uh, we got Mets fans. Yo, Mets fans really, really, really are just so enamored by us. I get it when we have been able to spank the New York Mets for, what was it, two decades. Um, I get it. I get it. You guys feel as if you finally won. You won the World Series. You guys own the Phillies. Congratulations. Way to act like some. you guys have some class, which I forgot Mets fans still. So it's all good. Except for Mets RSL. I miss up Mets RSL. He's a good dude, man. He's definitely a good dude uh what's going on southern bros apparel uh little a little clarification would be great you got a question mark but i don't know what the question is so a little clarification would be fantastic that's right sasha good morning and happy pride month to all our brothers and sisters and and uh it's a it's a a great month i will be at pride on sunday hanging out my brothers and sisters as well so happy pride month to all who celebrate awesome stuff all right so I don't know what to expect tomorrow or today. I'm sorry. Um, we game three of this series. And it'll be the, I believe it's the, the third and final game of this series. Uh, today it's 6.05. We got a little early one, a little early bird. So hopefully we can get that, uh, that game recap much earlier to you guys as well. Be very conducive for my, for myself as I was falling asleep during, it was, this was a boring game. And I, and, and before extra innings, both of these teams, were a combined, was it three and twenty with runners in scoring positions? It was something bad. I think it wound up with the Phillies three and seventeen and the and the uh and the Giants five and twenty five for twenty with runners scoring positions. It was a boring bad game. Um but at the end of the day with one of the, with these grit and grind type of games managing does come into factor and unfortunately our former manager outmanaged our current manager. And that's just the story and that's just the life of being a Philly sports fan. Now you're going to go through those but we but Gabe Kapler got the best of uh of Joe Girardi yet again. So game 3 we'll see what happens but is obviously looking to not get swept to back and back series. But you got Carlos uh, Rodon versus uh going up against Aaron Nola in this series. The pitch has been big for the Giants as well. Those guys are deep as far as pitching goes. Um they they they've continuously showed us in in the series. I mean, when you got Webb going what was like 7 innings yesterday uh, on on uh, on Monday. Um And i don't know why this isn't going back um and it just it just kind of shows um and obviously we don't are not deep at at the pitching position per se and it's kind of what is really killing us uh for sure this um doval this camilo doval he's absolutely disgusting absolutely disgusting and i hate this side the sidearm pitchers i absolutely hate it then you had uh, Rodgers, the brother, Tyler Rogers, the brother of the Padres uh, closer with that ugly side. I hate that sidearm. You saw Justin Lawrence earlier this year, Trevor or whatever his name was absolutely just disgusting. i hate seeing that type of stuff but all right regardless we'll see what happens here today hopefully the phillies can avoid a sweep 605 first pitch again the phillies fall tuesday night seven to four in extras and we back out of here today guys thank you so much for tuning on into today's phillies game recap i really do appreciate it we're back to full schedule content guys uh stay tuned for some sixers talk we'll have that sometime this week when we can get together some more um, storylines to talk about with you guys. But guys, until next time, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys hit that like button, subscribe. Of course, you guys make sure you check out Lotterrain Watches. Use your promo code Parcero Philly for 10% off of your purchase of a Lotterrain La Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name El Parcero Philly, and I'm telling you guys, let's go, Phil's man. I'll talk to you guys soon.